The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. Wilbur Curtis gives you some of the best batch brewers around. They're so consistent. They're insane. You can program them. Your coffee's going to taste better than it ever has. And if you don't want to deal with that, guess what? It comes pre-programmed, so don't even worry about it. Also, this family-owned company has gone full solar, full green, full awesome. You know what that means? That means the sun comes down. They get the power. The power powers the plant where they create the brewers, and those brewers come out to us ready to go. Have you ever heard of a seraphim? Not just an angel, folks. No, folks. That is a tasty, tasty brewer for by-the-cup coffee. Even the coffee nerds can get a nice little shower head, program that thing. You heard of the clover? This is the new new. Seraphim, angel, ring down, happy coffee. Everything is coming together for you. If you hit up Wilbur Curtis and my friend Brent Curtis, who I've seen, who has kids, have seen. Of course, I've seen him. He's a great guy. He helps us out all the time takes his kids to Disneyland we have the best time as well this family-owned company treats people right they do a great job they're becoming the premier place to get your coffee equipment for batch brewing do it to it and if you need a water boiler guess what they have that too okay bye-bye You up, that's funk. We're in a funk. Funky zone. We're like scatting. Scatting in front of your cat, Max. Oh, the scat man. Do you remember the scat man? That's the skate ring. I'll make you guys listen to that on the way down to our Disney Institute. The worst, like, it's actually pretty sick, though. Tanner and Kristen were like, what is this? like, what? How old are you? Get ready. I'm going to put on the hot stepper next. (laughs) 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 So good. Put the dance to the side. Back to the other side. Oh, dude. Here come the hot stepper. (laughs) (laughs) I want to do that. I'm the lyrical gangster. Dude. (laughs) (laughs) Who is that? Excuse me, Mr. Officer. Who sings that one? I need Kamozi. That's right, dude. The (laughs) Kamoos. Welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. This is Chris and Jer. We are behind. Taking it to the streets for you. Well, we'll bring it back. We recorded an episode a couple days ago and had an epic audio fail. Turns out it was a microphone cable, <sighs> which was not putting any sound through. So it kind of sounded like I was talking to an invisible person. Yeah, you'd hear my muffled voice every yeah. so often. <laughs> like, oh, there he is. I'm like, good point, Jer. <laughs> <laughs> it's all internal dialogue. I saw Jared through the window when he was editing it down, and he was like, big old eyes, be like, there's nothing here. I was like, damn it, dude. And I'm like, well, that's cute. We wasted an hour. Nice. I know. We don't have very many hours to waste, so we it was hard. very many hours. So let you know, we're going to pick up right where we started and we're finished. <laughs> Inception. In. Remember when we did that? Inception. We got new shirts. We did get new shirts. They're Check great. Check them out. It's just like a nice classic design. They're on the web. Looks pretty buttery. Mr. Sean White is uh, sending over some more fun uh, limited run ceramics. Those are almost all gone. They're all gone on the internet. They're gone on the internet. We have like six left in the cafe, so that's hot. Sold out, hold out. Good job, Sean. Great work there. Yeah, shout out to the squad. I got a whole hot, hot group of people helping me out, doing some project management back at the shop, which is sick. Yeah, when we hire people, we put them in a category. It's hot or not. Yeah. I mean, we, we only hire the hot ones. We rate them. There's actually a whole website we've dedicated to our just our employees. Yeah, and it's not about looks. Mm-mm. Being hot is not about looks. Mm-mm. It's like just being hot, dude. Like, oh, dang. Like, whoa, that is so a hot, hot right now. Yeah. Dang. We don't need to hire any coolers. Keeping it hot. No coolers, <laughs> dude. Get hired. Heaters only. 
We'd only do heaters. <laughs> so full, uh, full blown heaters. What else do we have going on? We're we're overloaded. We're almost finished with our week. We got Australia next week. We have we've had something like every night this week, as well as our work days. So it's it's been a kind of an overwhelming time. I can't wait for kind of May when we're done with these. <laughs> I can't wait for May. I can't wait. I can't wait for May. I mean, it's just going to be when we're done with Australia, which is going to be great. But then we're going to also be done with our SEA lectures, which will be great. And all that won't be simmering in the back of my mind. It's a lot of extra work. It actually got me thinking about we had a meeting last night in the cafe and we were talking about the second store, which is coming up. Have we talked about that here? We have. A little bit. We talked a little bit about it, but our, we do have a second store opening in downtown Santa Cruz. Downtown Santa the Cruz. Next, uh, by the end of summer. Trippy. Which is not that long. It's not that long. Because it's spring, y'all. It's going to be a really cool open-air market called Abbott Square. So it'll be us and, I guess, six or seven other vendors. I can't remember who. It might be eight or nine. I don't Maybe remember. Maybe eight or nine yeah. other vendors. Yeah. I don't know. Poke bowls, pizza, ice pizza. cream, beer and wine. The people who do the kitchen at discretion. I can't remember their names. Totally. They're going into the Swap octagon. Off. Dude, oh yeah, they're doing like a there. pop up in the octagon. Yeah, they're gonna be there though. Oh cool. Yeah, like they're, forever. I think they're gonna hang out. Yeah. Cool. That's tight. Which is sick. Their food's really good. They'll like be in there. Um, we we gonna be in here. We gonna be where we're at. So store number two come in, and we were just kind of talking about store number one, and Jared was talking about taking a moment to kind of reflect on where we are, which is pretty important because it's like. You know, you're always like, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. And then I was like, oh, shit, we're actually there. Right. It was like for the past, like forever. You're like, maybe one day I'll have my own coffee shop. Maybe one day I'll have this. And then like all these things actually happen. And then you're always thinking about, OK, what's next? What's next? What's next? Mm-hmm. And I actually wrote in my journal thing this morning. Things that I'm thankful for. I was like. Being able to make a career out of coffee. I did it. Damn. <laughs> so tight <laughs> which is pretty weird to think about it's like oh i have a coffee shop right we make coffee we employ people yeah remember back when you were just like it's like i'm not bar backing right ritual yeah you're like okay i'm gonna move to san francisco to get this crazy stupid job and like wash dishes for three months because they won't let you touch the espresso machine and i'm like stoked about it right and my mom's like you're an idiot and my dad's like oh that's kind of cool <laughs> and meanwhile i'm like dropping out of college which is great news, <laughs> which I highly recommend for everyone. Um, <laughs> but it's crazy to just take a second and be like, oh, wow. Like, this is it right now. It's happening right now. Yeah, we have a coffee shop. This is the is moment, open. which is freaking weird. So it got me. I dug back in the phone and I was pulling out photos because not all of the staff had seen our building basically in shambles during the build out. Right. Which is really cool to see. It's basically a skeletal structure. We should probably add a picture or two of that to the, the orientation. orientation. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that when I was looking through them. I'm like, oh, this like, is like, golden. Oh, yeah, this is so perfect. Anyway. And it was funny because Caroline was like, what's that place? And I'm like, this is the place that we're all sitting in right yeah, now. Like, literal spot. <laughs> and she's like, whoa, trippy. And I'm like, yeah. And then there was another photo that was the building that we own or the building that we're in in the 70s. Right. It was like a weird tire store, Farmer Jones or yeah. Farm, Farmer Jones Tire Company. It's got a payphone out front. It looks super hot. And then the original building permit that was nailed to the inside of the wall. Yeah. 1967. Found that when we were knocking down walls. Total cost of $3.50 for all the permits required to uh, 
create the building at the time. Times have changed. So that was tripping. I was thinking about that in the context of owning a business, in the context of being able to make a career out of this and how mm-hmm. that works, in the context of doing all this extracurricular stuff that we're doing right now. Right. And I got to thinking of like, okay, how did we get here? And then it got me thinking mm-hmm. of motivation and dedication. Right. And being willing to do things that are not fun, that you do not enjoy, that are not within your passionate wheelhouse and able to like get you where you want to go and be able to do things that you do enjoy. Right. And still being able to execute through those things. Right. And it was, you know, we're doing, we've done a lot of that in the last year or two. Yeah. And I think that there is like a huge buzz uh, about like do what you love passion first and all things that I don't think are necessarily like bad, but I think they're taken out of context or maybe misplaced. And it's just like, yeah, you should. It's awesome. If you can make a living doing what you love, that's great. If you love coffee and you want to make a living out of that, that's awesome. If you love food and you want to make a living out of that, that's awesome. But, you will go to work or go to work on projects and you will not be motivated all the time to finish those because so hard, so many things that go along with making those dreams a reality that don't have anything to do with the actual thing that you're passionate about. Yeah. That happens all the time, which is like, I really love coffee. I love the cafe scene. There's so many things that go along with like running that business that I'm like, this is the dumbest thing ever. I can't believe I have to do this. This is crazy. I don't want to do it. This is not what energizes me. Oh, gosh. So I'm just like, okay, like in those instances. And I think like for the long play, if you're like trying to like, you know, look at yourself or like a career over the next decade or what do you want to do? Like really make a dent out of life. Like dedication is really going to like be greater than motivation. Just being willing to do what is necessary to like get to that spot where you can just I don't know. I, yeah, control dude. your destiny a little bit. I can't reiterate that enough, especially in this day and age. Like in the last four years of just observing people coming up in coffee or or deciding they think they want a career in coffee. And then the lack of patience that comes with a lot of the newer people in coffee where they expect to get to this level of understanding because there's like there's knowledge that you can read. But there's like so much time in application and dedication to actually being good at the craft and the understanding of what goes into like a business, let alone just making coffee that people. I just see a lot, a lot of impatience in the process. And that dedication is so real. And also what has been tough is for me is there will be like three or four things that I'm passionate about. Come up at the same time. And have to figure out the time management based on that priority. So, for instance, the thing that I'm most passionate about at the time might be the least important thing on the table for the day. And I'll have to force myself to do something else that I have been majorly passionate about in the past, but I'm not currently on fire about in its stead. And that part is really weird because... I'll be like, you love this thing that you're trying to work on. Like, for instance, I remember being so, so grumpy having to go down and be like the point person for design 
on our downtown space. I had to go get the layout done and this, that, and the other. And the whole time I'm like, this is effing ridiculous. Like, I just want to be, I have all this staff, these two people that are coming up in leadership that are going to help take so much off my plate. And instead of me working with them, I have to be down here, like laying out where the espresso machines are going to go. And then I had to remind myself, well, this is also a store that's going to provide more jobs and opportunity for people, which is another one of my passions, but I really don't care right now. Like, I just want to help these people. It's the weirdest thing. And it's the truth about being an owner or any leadership. Honestly, you're going to have things like this come up all the time and you're going to be in conflict or yeah. I mean, or just like being quote unquote successful in general. Like if totally like you don't have to own anything, you like you might not even have to be a leader. If you have something that you're like, I want this is, this is what my life is going to be all about. And I'm going to climb the, like proverbial ladder in this area, like mm -hmm. you're going to have to do so many things that you don't want to do that you are not motivated to do in order to be able to spend more time doing what you do want to do and to just get to that level to where anybody recognizes you as like some sort of expert in what you want to do. Right. Which will allow you to be either invested in or opportunities to do things like own a business or whatever be successful it's kind of intense it's pretty but intense it's, it's that's straight up truth speak from from what's going on and honestly where we've walked and what's been happening i mean the time so it's yeah i don't i don't know why i was thinking about that i think that we were talking about the lectures being, that we were writing yeah and we're like oh gosh just like other stuff to do right now and like Oof. i don't actually want to do this right now it's going to be sweet it's going to be really fun to give. It's going to be great. People are going to benefit from it. They're going to learn something. Like, yeah. You have something to say that you want people to hear, which you generally think will improve, hopefully, their business mm -hmm. or like their take on having employees or their take on coffee roasting or whatever. Right. So that's rad. Paying it forward times And a we million. love that. That's cool. We really do. But then you're like, right now, in the moment, you're like, the last thing I want to do is open up this PowerPoint presentation and like try to make it look pretty try to make it look pretty fill in all the content in a way that everybody can understand it it's just like kind of like a grind no matter how much you like really love the content it's right. just like oh gosh there's so many other things pulling on me right now like this really isn't what's happening and then it really exposes my weaknesses the powerpoint it's itself like me in school and in like attention stuff like i've always had issues with attention and man I can only work on that thing and it's, it, I've gotten good. I've, I've learned how to do it, but like 30, 40 minutes tops. And that's, that's like a good chunk of time. Don't get me wrong, but it also has to be like kind of at specific times when specific things are happening and I've learned myself, but it's like, it's like exposing the feeling of the dude at college who just like put it off until the last minute. Cause he hated doing it so much. And that is in me. And uh, I haven't done that. I'm being a good student, if you will. But it is so, so hard for me. So hard. I keep calling the the presentation to our staff. Stup the stu I have to keep doing the stupid, stupid presentation. presentation. <laughs> <laughs> because I l actually love everything that we have to say in our presentations. But it feels just like, it feels like that. It feels like this is stupid. And it's not. It's really important, and I'm actually really proud of what is going into that presentation. It's just that hard work and dedication. Put that on your uh, put that on your tattoo. Tat tattoo yourself. Dedicate. Tattoo yourself. Dedication with a line, and put motivation underneath it.
Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Divide dedication by motivation. You just won't always have motivation. You know what I'm saying? Like you just won't always have it. And then you get activation. You get activation. Activation. Yeah, that's the key. Like dedication is, is activation. Right. right. You're like going to do it no matter what. Right. And then I think it's not to say that motivation isn't important. I think it's incredibly important to capitalize like when you're motivated to yes. do that thing because then you'll get like 10 times the amount of work done in a really short span of time because you're right. like, oh, snap. And then when like that lines up with the most important thing that you need to do, that's even more that's rare. That's the best. And that's the best thing ever because then you get in the flow state and you're just like. 10 modules done in like an hour. You just get like everything. You're just like, yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't even know what happened, bro. Just I just verbal did vomited. all, dude. I freaking made it rain, dude. I love that feeling. Ripped it up. Ripped the shreds out of that thing. Best feeling ever. Best feeling ever. So I don't know what I'm uh, even talking about right there, but that was just some stuff that was on my mind. That's that I words. Was, I was just thinking about like, okay, like the journey. The journey is what's happening right now. And like it's there. Like you're take a moment, just chill out, reflect. And it's like, I don't even know. Well, I mean, some of that's advice for the people who are out there looking to do careers. And then, you know, kind of specifically are speaking to our journey in moving through this weird world of coffee you know like what were some of those things in the past that you remember doing for like the benefit of the career and not maybe specifically like things that you were like really excited about you know like what are some things you took on because mm. i can know one thing off the top that i know you did which is taking on like the wholesale position and that's like farther along in your career but like right. that's a big deal yeah, I think, I mean, I think there's so many things. I mean, I think even just like starting, like when I moved to San Francisco to go work at Ritual, like I'd been a barista for a few years, been doing coffee and kind of kind of knew what was going on. Right. I'd done a competition, you know, we had met at that point already. And then I was just kind of like, they're like, yeah, you can work here. You don't get to work on bar. You have to do dishes. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't have any money i don't have a place to live you know and i just slept on my friend tim who was like we were in a band together back in the day i slept on his couch for like months at a time in a house full of like three or four like freegans which if you a freegan a freegan is a vegan who only eats things that are free so they don't purchase anything. So all of their food is got through like dumpster diving or Holy crap. They would have spots that they go to like, oh, dude, like the the grocery store and like whatever, like on Deviz, it's like it closes here and like they don't lock their dumpsters super tight. So like and they have like all the goods like the gnar and like spot to spot. So there was like one or two people in the house. The house was pretty packed out. They were just like. Tim was just, he was not a freegan. He was just a straight up, like straight edge vegan dude. And then there were a couple of dudes that were freegans. And that was just like, it was, I was totally out of my element. That's like, deep. Even though I'd known Tim for like a really long time. We went to high school together. I was like, whoa, dude, this is crazy. Like could not afford to pay rent. I just couldn't, didn't have any money saved, didn't have anything. And I'm just like, I'm just going to go do this. And again, my mom thought I was just like crazy. She's like, what are you doing with your life? Right. Like I literally had to do my senior thesis and then i would have had my degree would have been done would have like gone on that route and i was just like no so just like being willing to make it nasty for a while right in order to like i knew that that was the place to be at the time right 2006 I, i knew that ritual was the place to be and i did not care like if i got to touch the coffee or espresso machine for like a year 
that was like, like a weird little sacrifice that mm-hmm. I was just like, I'll, I'll do whatever. Like, right. if you want me to like clean the basement for like three hours a day? That's fine. Mm. I'll do that. You want me to clean the weird San Francisco toilets? That's chill. The weird ones. Super down. <laughs> they were like back in the day. That was deep too. They were freaking me out. Remember those restrooms? Like restrooms were not meant to be cleaned they back in the early coffee days. Gnarly. Yeah, I was in that restroom like a couple of weeks ago, and they updated it, made it nice, guaranteed. Yeah, I was like, oh, neat. Because you know that's important these days. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whew. I actually took a little bit of footage in there. I was like, man, I have to film this because this is so different than what I remember. <laughs> Seriously, those bathrooms used to be so deep. Yeah, uh, that's big. That was that was just like one step on the path. I remember Craigslist in too, dude. Like just Craigslist your first place in Santa Cruz and you don't know anybody and you live with random strangers. And Your house is so weird. I had a terrible living experience. (laughs) And also the dedication and commitment, right? It was like three months without a day off from five in the morning till 10 at night, literally every day. And it was just like, don't question it. You just, you're doing something that's bigger than yourself and you know it's going to pay off and you don't know how it's going to pay off, but you know it's going to. So you just do it and I remember like, was it the second, first, second, third time? One of the times that Chris and this ritual crew came down the CrossFit games, like one of the original, maybe the first ever one in Aromas. I think it was the second, it was the one, second one in Aromas. One. Yeah. Which is funny. Shout out to Pat Barber, one of my friends. He was doing really well at that competition there and I didn't even know him. But we, Verve decided to do a, like a little pop-up, be a vendor there. And myself and young Scott Flex, who, Scott, I love you very much, but back then you were intense and we were not like on the same page at all. And now, dude, Scott is like one of my best friends in coffee. So like he'd be willing to step into this place. He's at La Marzocco now and he's like one of the best people out there service-wise. But he and I were just like in conflict. And I remember being so stressed out trying to run that thing that I had a major migraine. I couldn't even hang out with like some of my coffee friends slash legends of coffee. Cause I, I couldn't keep it together. I sat in our U-Haul van considering quitting coffee and trying to become a firefighter because I was so worn down from just consistent days in a row of work with not a day off. I remember just being like, dude, I would hate being a firefighter, but at least I could get three days off in a row again. And I was, <laughs> I told Chris like later that same weekend that I was considering leaving coffee to be like, to, to figure out how to be a firefighter so that I could have some free time. And I was, I was migraining out. I almost, I like almost barfed and I just left. I think we shut down early and just peaced out. It was yeah. so weird. I remember when you told me that, I think we were on the beach over there. <laughs> like later that day. I think, yeah. I don't know if it was later that day or maybe the next day. Oh man, it was hard. And I was like, dang, dude, that sucks because you were I was like feeling where you're coming from. And then I like wanted to support. But I was like, I don't know if that's like necessarily the best (laughs) idea. (laughs) Of course it wasn't. (laughs) That's just like how mentally drained I was. I want to keep it real. dude. Yeah. So I I remember I got I got actually some rest that day. And then like, yeah, we had that talk the next day. But then and then I like came out of there. I got like another good night's sleep and then I was back. But it was just like there are times when you're just like, what am I doing? That was a motivation dedication. Straight up. You're just like, hey, man, this is sucks. Super hard. It was the worst. I, I'm never going to forget how terrible I felt that day. You're it was like 100 of- degrees outside, too. Right. Remember that? It was so hot. Yeah, it was gnarly out Nobody there. Nobody wanted coffee. They're all, you have cold brew, and I'm like on a pull machine. Yeah, it was the lever machine that yeah. run off propane. Yeah. I think it was sick. Brent dude. Fortune was there. Brent Fortune was there. Drew, you. Me and Ryan Drew. Brown. Drew and I were like looking at 
stupid like athlete's bodies. I'm oh, like, dude, dude that guy have... looks the best. And Drew's like, no, I like that guy over there. <laughs> I mean, and I'm they like, were I don't know, that's the physique that I'm after. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty tight. That was real talk, dude. It's funny to think about the CrossFit was just like some weird thing that like weird people did back then. That was it was small then. There Super was like small. a relative few hundred people. That was the CrossFit games. And yeah. now it's like thousands upon hundreds fifties of thousands tens of thousands nationally broadcast like insane like, yeah it's crazy and it was just yeah like we were there fringe weird thing little blip on the radar at the time yeah it was pretty tight but that's also something to be said like never underestimate where you are like we were we were like getting our hands in these places and like slowly meeting these people that come full circle like years later and we're involved with something that's like huge. And we actually have a ton of CrossFitters who come into our shop now. Some of which remember when we talk back through it, like, oh, I remember that you guys were there. And it's just like, there's these connections that you make with these people that end up paying off or like affecting your current situation way down the road. I guess that's future situation that you would just never, ever expect. And all we did, even in my shitty state, then I was doing terrible. I was still being really nice and giving good service because that was like... <laughs> The worst case scenario, Jared's giving pretty good service to people. <laughs> pretty good. You're always like, you're always really friendly to other people. Even if like dying. the moment you pe peel off, you're just like, like <laughs> melting into like a puddle of shit in the back <laughs> room. <Just> dying inside. <laughs> He's dying. He's <laughs> a little inside into Jared. <laughs> Straight up like, I got to get out of here, man. Oh, I'm losing dude. it. You I'm losing panic it. Panic sets in and I'm like, whoop. I panic less than I used to. Anyway, there's a little That's origin fun, story. Though. Yeah, I mean, we did a lot of weird stuff. I mean, honestly, some of those competition seasons, I always had fun. But those were all, like, for the benefit most of the time. of They were, like, personal learning experiences, but they were all marketing in my mind. And that was always... And they ended up, again, helping us, too, by because of the dedication to do a good job. But I mean, even most of those competitions, the, those are like opportunities to connect and like be re-inspired and then market for your company and, and rep them hard. Coffee's weird, dude. I mean, I life is weird. I, it's, yeah. You know, it's just like, I feel like this applies to everybody, you know? It does. If you want to be a champ, quote unquote champ or right. awesome at anything, you're going to spend a bunch of time doing stuff that you don't want to do. Remember doing that event at Hakkasan where we were like the the like random coffee guys at the oh food event? Oh my god! <laughs> and again, it ended up being it's awesome. Super sick. It was super we met sick. Master but, chefs. But the whole time we were just like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, like nobody cares about us. Why are we here? That's yeah. That was deep. That yeah. was like yeah. That's a thing though. That was, that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that was amazing. And it, but it's just like weird events like that we that are like hard, for the though. greater good, right? And yeah, I mean, we left like positive impressions about coffee to people who prior were like, coffee's whatever. Because we made a signature beverage. So the whole thing was like, we had to make a signature beverage with coffee for this food event. And they were trying to make the food coffee crossover. And and we did. And I don't even remember what we made, but people really liked it. I don't remember what we made. It was in a cool we, glasses. We had like a ton of glassware, a ton of little sushi tables, a ton of like... We had all kinds of stuff. Yeah, like, the setup was neat. The setup was like baller, like full blown nuts, oh dude. Yeah, but we didn't really know what was happening because we weren't communicated to. So we just like, it was just all kind of last minute stuff. They're like, okay, cool, you guys are on, and we're like, we don't have anything done. Right. They're like, we thought this was like later. They're like, no, 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 tomorrow, basically. Yeah. Like, Drive oh, to San Francisco. Okay, cool, sick. 
Make a drink up. Get a couple parking tickets. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We always get parking <laughs> Drive tickets. Drive around the block like 35 times. Can't figure it out. And we'll make everybody look good. Yeah. It's going to be super tight. Then again, you connect with people. And then all of a sudden, years later, you reconnect with them again. And they're just like, hey, remember when you did that thing? You want to help us out with another thing? And so funny. So shout out to everyone who's doing stuff and maybe thinks that nobody appreciates them. Because even if you feel that way, it's going to come around. Yeah. And if you're putting in some some really good work, you should feel good about that and trudging through it. And I feel you, whoever you are. I feel you. I feel you and I respect you for just believing in what you believe in and just going for it. You Never I mean? underestimate that impression. Yeah, dude. That you're making. Huh. <laughs> I felt so cool. You feel good about that? I feel really good about that one, Chris. That was a full-blown, tangential... little origin story. Rampage. little origin story. little rampage. How do you even follow up with something like that, dude? I think this is going to be a little mini-episode. A little mini-episode about... Yeah, dude. I mean, it's 30 minutes, basically. motivated. Yeah. Dedicated. Okay. So now that we talked about dedication... Yeah. What are some things that you think people can do to, like, inspire motivation to happen Mm -hmm. more often? Right. Yeah. Motivation can be this like kind of fleeting things. But I feel like you can sometimes put yourself in the situations that inspire a little bit more motivation. So for me, um, I think something that is motivating to me is like sharing ideas. Yes. Because I don't do it too much. So I'm, I like I like to work alone and work on things up to a certain point by myself. But then I'm just like, oh, I get all bottled up and frustrated. And then I'll have like a lot of breakthroughs when I'm like dude check out like okay this is this is an idea i have like like Mm -hmm. like what i've been working on like what is up with this and then people sharing stuff with people is like pretty sweet big time because eight times out of ten in my experience even if you're really frustrated or trudging through something it's it's way better than you think it is Mm, right and then a lot of these little weird problems that you are running up against can be fixed with like another set of eyes sometimes. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's like really motivating in the way that like, if I'm blocked on something, I share it. And then someone just has like one little tidbit. That's like kind of off. It's like, like a jump start. What I was thinking. Then all of a sudden my whole perspective can shift. Uh-huh. And then I've got like a whole new like string of ideas. It's like, ching 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 And then I'm like, Oh my gosh. I never even thought of that. And that made me think of 30 other things. And now I'm like, I'm on fire again, dude. Yeah, it's the best. Where you're like petering out, like running out of gas. Like, yeah. That collaboration piece, don't underestimate that. It's so sick. Just share your stuff with somebody or a couple of somebodies. And they will like, like, oh, yeah. And if nothing else, you might get some affirmation. Right? Right. And that's super awesome. Yeah, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Which seriously goes like a really long way. It does go a long way. Another thing for motivation is is just like self-care, you know, like if you're same same kind of idea, right? You're working on something and you're just like so drained. It's like I always say and it's kind of like a company philosophy and we're working on ways to to make sure that this translates throughout our entire company, but like quality of work overrules everyday quantity of work. So I'm not trying to like when somebody's on salary in my company, I don't need them to prove that they worked 10 hours a day cause to earn that salary. I need them to prove their work. And if that person can pull off their work in six to five hours a day. Good for you. It's totally. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like enjoy. I'm paying you for the work you're doing, not for the time you're spending sitting at my company proving to me you're doing work. Cause you could sit on your ass for eight hours, do nothing. 
I promise you that there will be days when I'll get 10 hours of work done in two hours and then I'll flip it on the other way because I feel like I need to be around and I'll do way crappier quality of work and just be around more. And you tell me what's worth more, you know, like being able to know yourself and get that care is really, really key. So that that's something I think to just kind of like know your limits and know where you're, where you're actually at and be able to self-assess and you'll find those motivational pockets like way more productive. That's pretty good. One thing that I did last year that I haven't really done this year, which kind of involves a calendar, but um, is taking a second and think about what are the five things that are the most important things to me in the world, mm-hmm. like ever at all. And maybe those for our like skateboarding it's something that yep. like it's my first love loved it since day one like i love skateboarding like pretty much more than anything else uh spending time with my wife or spending time with your family mm-hmm. um you know what are these five things that are just like pure energizers for you yeah and then making sure to like drop those in so like i was i was suggested this exercise and I started to do this exercise and skateboarding was the one that jumped out to me because at the time we were like, it was last year and we were like setting this up and there was just an endless sea of work to be done. And I was feeling really overwhelmed and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. What, what do I really love? Like what's super important to me? Okay. Skateboarding. Cool. Like I wrote that down and I was thinking like, when was the last time I skateboarded? I could right. not, I could not remember. Oh, I couldn't remember. So I wrote down all of these like five most important things. And realized that I basically hadn't done any of them for at least like three months on a deep level. And so I'm you're just drained like, and you don't even realize I'm it. I'm like, no wonder I'm fucking stressed out. No mm-hmm. wonder I'm like not motivated to do this work. I haven't had like a serious like recharge. Like these are the things that I basically live for. Right. And like I'm not doing any of them. So duh. I'm like super grumpy. How like, do we activate true Chris Baca? Really angry. Right. And then like, dude, I went skateboarded for like an hour and a half Mm -hmm. and i come home and and jenny's like what happened like uh, it's like next level like the trigger that it is for me i just like come home i feel like fresh i'm like more alive i'm like just ready to go you know what i mean it's like an instant like recharger yeah it's crazy so that little exercise has been something that kind of helps me when I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, this isn't going to be working. And like knowing that it's okay, like knowing that it's okay to do that. Like, okay, I have this presentation to do. I have to do it. It's got to be done by Friday. It's got to be done by next Friday. Like, I have to spend every single second on it. That's right. actually like not the way to get the most done. Like, dude. And you can do things like that. Like, okay, like this is important to me. I'm going to take two hours. Mm-hmm. Do that. Go to bed. See how I feel the next day. Probably yeah. going to feel way better. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's like, yeah, I say that to my wife sometimes because she'll get in the zone with our kids. And I'm like, babe, if the lifeguard drowns, so does everyone else. <laughs> and, uh, she's I'm like, take care of yourself, dude. You got to like it's like something you learn. And there was something else I heard. It's like, know yourself. Are you like a are you like a daily, weekly or monthly? Like, do you need a little vacation for yourself every day? Mm. Can you crush it for a week and then take like that day off and just like fully detach? Or do you? can you bang it out and then take like a, like a couple days at the end of the month and like, just leave town, like know who you are and like what you need. Um, I'm starting to realize that I'm probably like a, I'm either like a monthly leave town for a couple days or I'm like a, like a weekly get out, like shut off the phone, fully detach. And, uh, 
anyways, I'm starting, I'm starting to just think about that more. I actually just heard that. I think a few days ago on some podcast I was listening to. And I'm like, that is, that's a good one. Like know yourself. Like what's your thing? Cause you need to recharge to be activated. It's so real. It's recharge pretty, the batteries. You got to recharge that thing. It's dude. tough out there. It'll help you get motivated. Dude. Get, you get pumped. It does help you get pumped, man. When you were talking about skating, I was thinking about like catching it. Just catching a nice wave. <laughs> I caught my first oh, tube today. I caught my first tube today, dude. Keanu. <laughs> Eastbound and down. You got oh some lefts, rights out here. <laughs> A-frames. What's up, nerds? Just kidding. We're all part of the same tribe. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sponger. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sponger. I'm a sponge up the whole ocean with this <laughs> huge... Anyway. <laughs> wiener joke. Locals only. <laughs> Talking, about sur- <laughs> Talking about surfing is freaking amazing, dude. <laughs> like the weirdest thing ever the culture so the lingo's funny. like so intense dude you just oh. take like the caricature of that culture it's just way more amazing than any other subculture it's i think so amazing dude so funny yeah it's but pr- the water i was just feel that feeling i can feel it it's like surfing that feeling you're like detached and you're there and you're in a moment and you're totally rejuvenated every time i get out of the water i'm like that's i feel way good yeah every time i get done skateboarding bearding way good it might be taking out like five or six minutes of the day, like this morning. So I'm in the roastery and I'm like, quote unquote, training Nick mm-hmm. how to roast and we're working on stuff. And then like you brought by that weird skateboard thing and I was like, oh, what the heck is that? So we just start playing with this thing and I'm like, oh, I'll get my camera out. And then uh-huh. we're just like filming stuff. We should be working. But it's like 10 minutes of the day edit like a stupid little video together on iMovie on your phone and it's like funny and like i feel like pretty amped after that and fun's one of the things we value in our company and it's like it's like okay you lost 10 minutes of like official training time it's really not a big deal like nick's having a good time you're getting a kick out of us look stupid like i'm having a good time right then that's it yeah people on our staff see it People in the cafe. People in the see cafe it. see it. No, dude, these guys are like not taking themselves too seriously. It feels good to be here, and it's just like it's okay to take a little bit of time to just get psyched. Yeah, you gotta get psyched. You gotta get psyched, dude. You gotta get psyched. You can't just be checking boxes. Nobody can check boxes New forever. Bath mats are in. Yeah. People are Whoop. gonna be amped. Whoopity doo dah. <laughs> oh, it's a full moon. It's a full moon out there. People are gonna be amped. People are gonna be amped. Oh, I feel like this is just that's that's how I activate. That's how I activate. That's some too. of how I activate. That's some. Yeah. And then I ex- I explore, I, I watch, I see what other people are doing. I reflect on the things that like I find enjoyment in that are like other companies and and then try to find ways to parallel those into our company too. And that's that's another way for me to stay motivated and activate. And it's it, it's creativity in itself too. It's like, well that exactly wouldn't work for our business, but how could we creatively like intertwine what's valuable to me there? and make sure that that happens in our business so that it can be valuable to myself and people who come into our business. And that part's actually one of my favorite things to do. So just a little, just a little something, a little mini origin story about dedication, motivation, and activation. All the Asians. I feel like that's, that's creation. We should go get ourselves some libations. Nation. Purvis nation. Purvis nation. Shout out to Purvis nation. Shout out to 2000 and whatever. Shout out to nation. 13. Shout out to whenever that was. Dude. Yeah. Shout out to pre good and now good. Shout out to the most handsome man in the universe, mm. Nick Purvis. 
<laughs> yeah, this has been the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. If you all need coffee, pop on our nice website, catandcloud.com. We got some hot bean and chisels from Pullman. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>